Colts camp starts three weeks from today. We're going to talk about the most important offensive players in order one through five for the Indianapolis Colts. I'll tell you this, Jonathan Taylor is not atop that list. He's got to reduce his importance for the Colts in order for the Colts to be a really, really good football team. Reich has got to not focus attention on Jonathan Taylor. We'll talk about that in a minute. Pacers, they're jetting out. They're leaving for Vegas. Here's what you should watch for in the summer league, and it's not wins and losses. It's development of the young studs that the Pacers have put together over the past couple of drafts. The Pac-12 is in big trouble. You know they're in big trouble, not because teams are running away from it, but because they want to speed up the negotiations of their media deals. That tells you all you need to know, right? Thomas Bryant. Thomas Bryant is signed with Los Angeles Lakers. That's going to become official today, one minute after noon today, when all of these contracts and all of the trades become official and the moratorium ends. The moratorium is one of the dumber aspects of the NBA calendar, but that's okay. The issue is, uh, for the Los Angeles Lakers, the issue is uh, just how broad shoulders does Darwin Ham have and is he going to be able to support Thomas Bryant's head on those shoulders? Of course, we hearken back to the Tom Crane, Tom, uh, Thomas Bryant picture from the one year that Thomas Bryant was an Indiana Hoosier. This is Breakfast with Kent for Wednesday, July 6th, 2022. We're never going to stop talking about that picture. It was wrong, wrong, wrong. We're brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. I'm telling you, if you've got a plumbing problem, they got a plumbing solution. It's like that that uh, a shoulder joint where you've got the ball and you've got the socket and you've got the perfect synergy between those two things, causing a wonderful house to be, uh, uh, you know, safe, number one. You, you don't want to drown in your house because of leaky faucets. It can happen. I don't think it can happen, not unless your house is uh, waterproofed like a pool of some kind, but you still, you want to have good plumbing. Want to remind you, smash that uh, subscribe button. Hit the like button. We're going for 210 likes today, so if you're watching, hit the like. Let's get to 210 as quickly as possible. And if you want to donate, you can always do that. Just hit the thanks button. We always appreciate that. You want to ask a question? Hit donate. I see it in a special graphic. Very, very easy. All right, let's talk about sports and rank the top five Colts offensive players in order of importance, in order of value. All right, number one's Matt Ryan. The most important player on any football team is the starting quarterback, period, end of conversation. There is no team for whom that is not true. Even with the Titans, Ryan Tannehill is more important than Derrick Henry. That's just the way it is. This is not 1978. This is not 1983. This is 2022, and football is driven by quarterback play in the NFL. If Matt Ryan plays well, and there's no reason to think that he shouldn't, there is also no reason to think that the numbers that he put up with the Falcons last year are going to be mirrored by the numbers he puts up for the Colts this year. 20 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. The interceptions are going to come down. The touchdowns are going to go up. That's what happens when Frank Wright gets a hold of a quarterback. 
We saw it with Philip Rivers. We saw it with Carson Wentz. We are going to see it, or at least we project that we'll see it, with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan has taken control of this offense. Matt Ryan is holding offensive players responsible for their routes, for where they're going to put their hands so he can hit them. He is exceptionally accurate, and he is really, really smart. Matt Ryan is going to be a breath of fresh air in Indianapolis. Number two, Michael Pittman. There is no more important player other than the quarterback than the guy who needs to catch the balls thrown by the quarterback. That is football in 2022, and especially for the Colts, because the Colts don't have a three-headed monster. They don't have Chase, Boyd, and Higgins like the Bengals do. They got Pittman. That's it. Pittman, Pierce, and, and Paris, okay, but those guys have got to stay healthy, the other two. And we don't know what kind of an NFL wide receiver Alec Pierce is going to be. So Michael Pittman Jr. is the guy that Matt Ryan is going to deliver the ball to and rely upon to move the sticks and stretch a defense, at least until he establishes something with Pierce and Paris. All right, Pittman. Really, really important. Last year, 88 catches, almost 1,100 yards receiving. And that was kind of as a standalone wide receiver for a guy who stared him down, but found a way to catch a lot of contested balls. He's not going to have as many contested balls this year. He should have as many or more yards. This is a huge year for Michael Pittman Jr. as he tries to make his case for a huge extension after this season. We know how the contracts work, right? Contracts in the NFL are negotiated. The extensions are negotiated with one year left, like with Quentin Nelson. Yeah, he's got a year left on his deal. He's got the qualifying offer at $13.8 million for this year. And then next year, if not signed to an extension, he would become a free agent. The Colts are not going to allow that to happen. So you sign him to an extension this year, and that means you don't have to bid against everybody else. The same is going to happen next year with Michael Pittman Jr. and Jonathan Taylor and Kenny Moore. They're not going to jump Kenny to the top of the list and negotiate an extension for him at the expense of Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman. That just doesn't make sense. Uh, number three, Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor is really important. Let's not diminish the importance of Jonathan Taylor. Led the NFL in rushing last year by more than 500 yards. 1,811 yards, 20 touchdowns. He essentially was the offense for the Colts, especially as the season moved forward. People yelling, run the damn ball, in chorus at Lucas Oil Stadium. Finally, Frank Reich and Carson Wentz listened. We talk about the arrogance of Carson Wentz, and, and here's why. And this has to do with Jonathan Taylor. Carson Wentz would go to the line with a pass and a run called, right? He would check to the pass, check to the pass, check to the pass, check to the pass over and over and over again. The offense stagnates. Jonathan Taylor not getting the carries. The stick's not moving. Big trouble for the Colts. Carson Wentz did not learn. Frank Wright finally started mandating run calls. Jonathan Taylor got his yards, and all of a sudden, one in four became 9-6 and six before the collapse against the Raiders and the Jaguars. That's how important Jonathan Taylor is. He is really important.
he had more yards after contact last year than anybody else in the NFL had yards. That's an important dude. Uh, number four, Matt Pryor. Matt Pryor is likely to open the regular season. We hope that he's going to open the regular season as a starting left tackle for the Colts. That's critical. Bernard, Bernard Ryman is not ready for that role yet by all accounts. Pryor did well as kind of a spot starting left tackle last year. Toward the end of the season, it was less Eric Fisher and more Matt Pryor. The Colts, they signed him to an extension, and he's going to come in this year as the presumed starting left tackle. Ryman will be there if the wheels come off the cart. you got to have a solid left tackle. They believe that Matt Pryor can be that guy. You need that guy because, let's face it, Matt Ryan is not going to be terribly mobile, but here's what he does. He gets the ball out on time and on target. That is a good thing. Remember Phillip Rivers, one, two, three, pop, one, two, three, pop. That's the way Rivers did his business. That's the way Ryan's going to do his business. It's not going to be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, roll right, roll left, and, and throw the ball left-handed to your opponents. That's not what's going to happen with Matt Ryan. So uh, Matt Pryor is going to be able to be – he at left tackle, you've got to know where your quarterback is if you're going to protect him. Matt Ryan's location in the pocket is going to be very predictable for Matt Pryor, and that's going to help Matt Pryor put up good scores on a place like Pro Football Focus, but most importantly, keep Matt Ryan clean. And number five, I don't know who's going to play the majority of the snaps at tight end, so I just listed the position. Tight end, Mo Ali Cox, Kylan Granson, Jelani Woods, these guys are going to have to ball out, and Matt Ryan is the perfect quarterback to make that happen. As a starter in Atlanta for how many years? 14. He had Tony Gonzalez and Hayden Hurst and Jacob Tammy and last year Kyle Pitts. Lots of guys at the tight end position who played really, really good football for the Falcons. That's what he does. He features tight ends. He feeds tight ends. As a result... Those three guys, at least one of them, going to have to play really, really good football and be on the receiving end of a lot of Matt Ryan targets. Those are your five most important Indianapolis Colts offensive players. This afternoon, five most important defensive players. Can't wait to share those with you. Pacers, leaving for Vegas today. It's all about development. Yeah, Isaiah Jackson told me yesterday that they want to win, but they want to develop. That's what you want out of your summer league. Benedict Matherin, saw him yesterday and, and every day. He's the last guy off the court. He's working his ass off. He, he came in as a guy who, who Coach Lloyd at Arizona said, look, this guy works, he grinds, he's awesome. So far, so good. I know we're only, we're not even two weeks since he was drafted to be a member of this team, but he has so far... You know what? Checked a lot of boxes. I got to tell you, talking to the kid, you wind up saying, all right, this guy's got a chance unless somebody gets to him. What you hope doesn't happen is LeBron putting the arm around him, you know, and try whispering things in his ear about how important he is. And, and it, don't worry about the team. Look, there are 30 jerseys you can wear. It doesn't matter which one you wear. It's about your personal brand and how much money you can make. Don't listen to any of that, Benedict. Be a guy, be a teammate, be a worker. 
win championships. Can we do that? Um, Isaiah Jackson told us yesterday about how he has used the offseason to develop. That was kind of interesting. I like Isaiah Jackson. Easy smile. Uh, Chris Duarte, easy smile. These guys, you know, they're not, they're not like Monte Ellis. Monte Ellis was just awful. Um, personally, you know what I mean? Like he liked being isolated from everything. These guys are social beings. And, and I think that that's kind of important in, in basketball. I, I think you got to be social. You got to want to communicate. You, you got to want to kind of laugh together, have some harmony, play like this, not like that. You know, we talk about it all the time and it seems like the Pacers have really gone to great lengths to find guys who sort of fit that mold. They've gone away from that mold that they had, right? We got to get length. We got to get this guy. We got to get verticality. We Blah, 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 blah. Endless uh, guys who came in checking physical boxes, but behaviorally, not so much. Now they're checking the behavioral boxes, and I think that's going to pay off for the Pacers. Uh, Chris Duarte, will he play? He's got that toe. I don't know whether he's going to play. We're going to see who they keep on the Summer League roster. And don't sleep on Fanbo Zhang. I watched him shoot. I know that that's, look, there are a bunch of guys. You got that old dude that shows up at like halftime and hits 4 million free throws in a row. That guy can shoot. He's like 58 years old. He's never going to play a minute in the NBA. Shooting is only part of the game, but man, this guy can shoot. 6'10", can shoot. Is he the next boy in Bogdanovich? I don't know. Can he do anything else? I don't know. But he can shoot. Sweet lefty stroke. Fan Bojang saw him yesterday. Andrew Nembhard, going to be interesting to watch how he kind of matriculates forward as a member of the Pacers. Cubs win 8-3 to last night. Suzuki with a home run. How far away are the Cubs from being legitimately competitive? Long way. Look, still 60% of their starting rotation as it was expected to be comprised this year on the disabled list. They've got a competent starting outfield, but the infield is kind of a wreck. Are they going to trade Contreras? I wish they'd hold on to guys who can play and stop trying to rebuild a farm system. you got to be able to draft. And they haven't been able to draft. They haven't been able to develop. That's a problem. Don't sacrifice quality major league players for guys who you hope are going to become quality major league players. Is the Pac-12 dead? Pac-12's dead. Um, you know, they're moving up their media negotiation timetable. That tells you all you need to know. They are scared to death. They're going to have more attrition, and they're going to have to fill those gaps with, uh, like, Kansas. What do you got in Kansas? Nobody wants to watch Kansas play football. Kansans don't want to watch Kansas play football, for God's sake. But they're moving up that timetable. That is a panic move. The Pac-12, look, you might hate the Big Ten expanding as it is, but that's the world that we live in. Either you are going to expand or you are going to die. The Big Ten, as led by Jim Delaney and now Kevin Warren, they have figured it out. They have got the financial boxes checked, right? Who are they going to offer? Look at TV market size. Arizona State, you got Phoenix. Washington, you get Seattle, right? UNC, you get Charlotte. Miami, you get Miami. All top 25 markets. Look at the TV market size 
and who you can expand the Big Ten network into, that's what they look at. It would be a big deal to get Notre Dame, but South Bend isn't that big a market. You're not bringing in that many viewers, and because of that, you're not getting all the money from Big Ten basic tier subscribers. Uh, Thomas Bryant signed with the Lakers. One-year deal. We don't know how much. 37 games over the last two years. Darvin Ham has he got a shoulder big enough to cradle Thomas Bryant's head? We'll find out. Birthdays. Let's celebrate some birthdays. Scott Strange, happy birthday. And that's why you don't take that picture in front of the media. Why you don't do that in front of the media, Tom Crean, for the love of God. Because Thomas Bryant will always be that guy. Shame on Tom Crean. Amy Howard, Eric McMillan, Toby Cavoyan, Richard Searles, happy birthday, Terry Myers, the great Nick DiGiulio. I got a good Nick DiGiulio story that I will not tell at this time. Christy Unton, happy birthday. Tina Wanger, the great Aaron Torres, celebrating a birthday. Ron Lee and Charles Shoemate, happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that is best done with an honest and specific compliment. Work being done on the house next door. They haven't started yet. UHQ, call or text today, 317-884-3140. You need some housework done. These guys do a great job. They're locally owned, terrific people. I've watched the work that they're doing, and they're fantastic. We'll talk to you later today. We're going to go to Pacers Summer League practice. Don't know who we're talking to. Probably Ronald Norred, a couple other guys. We'll share those with you later today. Cannot wait to talk about the Pacers.